Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hello and welcome to the 49ers First and 10 podcast, 10 minutes of the most up-to-date 49ers news first thing in the morning. I'm your host, Brianna McDonald, and I'm joined by 49ers team reporter, Lindsay Polares. The 49ers took their first loss of the season, falling to the Cleveland Browns on Sunday by a score of 19 to 17, a very scrappy and back to forth game with it being the first time this season that the 49ers fall. Lindsay, how did the team react to the loss? You know, obviously any loss is disheartening. And I think that when it comes after five consecutive wins, we heard several of the players say, it hurts a little bit more because something you're not used to seeing this season. And also if you take into account the end of that 2022 regular season, this team has been hot for a very long time. So aside from that NFC championship game loss, this is a kind of relatively new feeling for this group of players, but one key takeaway from all of the post-game interviews uh, that I was a part of is that this team has 100% taken complete group ownership of the loss. There was no pointing of fingers from anybody. And one of the takeaways from a lot of the players was that, you know, this was a good learning lesson. And a lot of them went as far as to say that they just didn't deserve to win in week six. um, And that this is something that they're going to build on moving forward. So obviously no one wants a loss. Um, That's never the goal. But now it's about taking the tape from this game and improving on it moving forward. Yeah, you know, linebacker Fred Warner, in his post-game press conference, he talked about that game being a game where the team was battle-tested. So for the 49ers, what does it mean to be battle-tested and how could it help the team improve moving forward? Yeah, you know, I think this is the first game of the 2023 season where we didn't see the San Francisco 49ers high-powered offense play to its full potential and where the defense that has been one of the top ranked in the NFL, they made big plays and there were big moments for sure, but there were also some missed tackles. And as a whole, there was quite a bit of penalties um, from both sides, actually. I think it was 25 total penalties um, 
between both teams. The 49ers had 12 for a total of 105 yards. Um, there was just a little bit of everything that didn't go right in this game, and it amounted to a loss for the 49ers. So um, definitely something, again, to review the game tape, and there's going to be quite a bit of things to look at. You know, injuries were also a big part of this game. What did the post-game injury report look like? Yeah, so the 49ers have been very lucky up to this point in the season. Yes, there's been some nicks and bruises, but this is the first game also where there has been kind of a laundry list of injuries coming out of it. Um, We'll start on the offensive side of the ball. Christian McCaffrey, uh, who has just been so tremendous and breaking records and continued his touchdown streak yesterday um, to 15 straight games with one or more touchdowns. He actually left the game with an oblique slash rib injury, um, and that was in the third quarter. He re-entered the game before being ruled out, and all of these players will have further evaluation today. Um, And then we had Debo Samuel, who, again, is just a huge playmaker for that high-powered 49ers offense. Uh, He suffered a shoulder injury. He was initially labeled as questionable, um, but then went to the locker room and never came back. So he didn't re-enter the game. Also, um, offensive lineman, all-pro left tackle Trent Williams uh, got rolled up on and he suffered an ankle injury. He was able to re-enter the game after getting it taped up, um, but that is something that he is going to be dealing with moving forward this week, and he spoke briefly about it, and he said it didn't feel good. So more to come on that, and then we had a safety George Odom also suffer a thigh injury in that second half. Coming into this game, quarterback Brock Purdy was praised for how accurate he's been over the past five weeks. And unfortunately, on Sunday, it just wasn't the same performance we've seen from him, only completing 12 of 27 passing attempts. So what went wrong for him in this game, and how was Cleveland's defense able to attack him? Yeah, so Cleveland's defense had a ton of pressure on Brock Purdy and was definitely a huge challenge for the 49ers offensive line. Um, But in addition to that, Brock Purdy had a human day. He is a normal person that is going to go through ups and downs. And like you mentioned, it was an off day for Brock Purdy. Um, You know, I think one of the most evident kind of things that just didn't feel right about yesterday was just his connection with wide receiver Brandon Ayuk. Those are, those two have made some incredible throws and catches uh, with each other throughout the course of the season that you always wonder, like, how did that catch even happen by Brandon Ayuk? And that just wasn't there yesterday. Um, It ended up, the offense actually ended up looking the best in that, um, final two minutes of the game where the 49ers really made, you know, one last attempt to see if they could come away with the win uh, and that final drive. But aside from the opening drive where Christian McCaffrey scored his touchdown, it just felt a little off. It wasn't the normal, you know, quick drive down the field. Um, And again, it, it was an off day. And also Cleveland owns the NFL's best defense. They had the best passing defense entering this game. Um, and we really saw that Miles Garrett was obviously a factor as well. They just got a lot of pressure on Brock Purdy. It threw the entire offense off. Um, and yeah, it was, it was an off day. Head coach Kyle Shanahan said also that it's really hard to lose the game on the very last play and it fell on rookie kicker, Jake Moody, his 41 yard field goal attempt in the final seconds of the game was no good. 
This was a tough one because it was his first game on the line, pressure kick in the NFL. How did Kyle Shanahan respond to this? And what steps does Moody have to take to bounce back? You know, I think the approach that head coach Kyle Shanahan took in this situation was the exact same approach that the entire team took. And it, while it does sum up to a big moment in that game and where the 49ers could have potentially walked away with the win, there were so many mistakes identified, not just by the head coach, but by each individual player that that was the last play of the game. So it gets a little bit more attention, but the game was lost over the course of four quarters, right? It wasn't just on Jake Moody to make that kick and make the whole, you know, loss go away. Um, so obviously something to build off of because it was a high pressure situation and, as his career progresses, the 49ers want to know that, you know, he's going to be able to handle those situations, but he's a rookie. This is his sixth NFL regular season game. And these are the moments that you build off of. And we heard it from Fred Warner. We heard it from Trent Williams. Um, this was not all on Jake Moody. There were several moments over the course of that game in which, you know, plays could have potentially altered the final outcome of it. And although it's unfortunate to take the first loss of the season, there was some good we can take from this game. And we'll start with the offense. Although it was getting tough to push downfield at some points of the game, San Francisco still found a way to score on the opening drive of the game and running back Christian McCaffrey extended his touchdown streak. Tell us about that moment. Yeah, so I think the 49ers offense started out well um, on their opening drive. Christian McCaffrey scored a 13-yard uh, or caught a 13-yard touchdown pass um, to extend his streak of touchdowns to 15 straight games. Um, and now he is tied with two Hall of Fame running backs, O.J. Simpson and John Riggins, for the second most consecutive games, including the playoffs, with a touchdown in NFL history. Um, so he continues to perform week in and week out for the 49ers and just has been such a force for the 49ers offense. Um, truly, the offense runs through CMC and has he's established the run game for them. So um, something so a highlight definitely to take away from week six. Christian, unfortunately, had to leave the game with an oblique injury late in the contest. But running back Jordan, J.P. Mason stepped in. How did he fare against the Browns? Yeah, uh, we are just continuing to see this maturing of Jordan Mason. He's an incredible downhill runner. And now he has touchdowns, I believe, in two straight games um, and really came in clutch Um on the one play drive right after the Diamador Lenore interception late in that fourth quarter that gave the 49ers a chance um, to still come away with a win. So just continuing to see more good things from him. Another bright moment from the 49ers offense on Sunday that I enjoyed was watching wide receiver Brandon Ayuk hurdle a Browns defender to pick up 33 yards. That was beautiful. Anyways, on defense, they were fighting to give the team a chance, and we also saw some big plays from them. And linebacker Fred Warner has now secured a pick in back-to-back -back games. Tell us about his performance. Yeah, Fred Warner, again, one of the best to ever play at his position is, I think, the takeaway from pretty much most of the team, if you ask them. And like you mentioned, he has picks in back-to-back -back games. This last week, headed into this game, uh, Fred Warner was named the NFC Defensive Player of the Week and, again, just came up with another big play in a game where the 49ers absolutely needed it um, and also – because of his seven tackles in this game, Warner 
has now overtaken linebacker Navarro Bowman uh, for the fourth most tackles in franchise history. Um, so another accolade um, that another 49ers player is coming away with. Wow, what a moment. And also securing an interception was cornerback Diomedor Lenore in the fourth quarter. And that play jumped out as the momentum shifting play of the game for the 49ers. Unfortunately, it was just a little too late in the contest and the offense was unable to capitalize. But linebacker Randy Gregory made his name known to the Bay on Sunday and got his first sack in red and gold. How does he fit in with the team's defensive unit? You know, I think um, his acclamation to the team, I'll just compare it to Christian McCaffrey coming in last uh, season. He had a little bit more time. um, And I think obviously any extra time learning the playbook is super beneficial, but it looks like he is definitely going to be a figure in this defense moving forward. I asked uh, Kyle Shanahan post game, just what he made of Randy Gregory's first outing in a red and gold uniform. And he said he had to look at the tape, but the overwhelming feeling that he was walking away was that he definitely saw him make some plays. Um, And he pointed to that sack as well that came on third and 22. um, And it was for a loss of seven yards and it forced a Browns punt. So again, definitely a good addition to the defense. And we saw him make his first real big play for San Francisco. It's a quick pace in the NFL and the team will have to digest this game quickly, then look forward to the upcoming week because they'll be playing in primetime for week seven on Monday night football against the Minnesota Vikings. What do the next couple of days look like for the team? Yeah. So I'm actually looking at what the schedule is going to look like. And because the 49ers do have an extra day to prepare heading into that Monday night game for week seven, Uh, Monday and Wednesday are going to be player off days. Um, So players won't actually be back in the building until Tuesday. Um, I'm assuming to do, what they normally do on Mondays, which is review the game tape. Um, and then the rest of the week will kind of look exactly like a normal game week. It's just shifted down one day. So Thursday's really Wednesday and moved on down the line. Um, and the team heads to Minnesota over the weekend. All right. Well, that will do it for today. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for joining me in this update. Don't forget to follow First in 10 on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Turn on the notifications so you're in the note when we post any breaking news updates. And thank you, Faithful, for tuning in. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 